Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Deep Through Crime. I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me. In today's video, we're going to be discussing what many people refer to as the female version of Jeffrey Dahmer. This is the case against Taylor Shabiznis. Now, Shabiznis is not the name she was born with, but we'll be diving into that as well. But first, let's talk about who is most affected in this case before we dive deeper into it. The very, very sad case. Shad Rock Therion was killed by his lover, Taylor Shabiznis. Shad Therion, young man, had so much life to live and give. He had his struggles. He was dealing with some serious struggles in his life. By looking at his Facebook page, going through his page, and you can see right here, this was his last post on Facebook the day before he was killed on February 22nd. So he posted this on February 21st, and looking through his profile, Man, you can tell this guy loves music. Literally loves music. A lot of these videos were music videos. And you can see some of his posts wasted away again in Margaritaville. As I said that a lot of you may be familiar with this song and you can tell that's a line from a song. But is there more meaning around it? Because again, you can see Caps wasted away. You can tell he had some struggles. But look at all this music he posted. This guy loved music. You go a little bit further back, you can see that he might have been sharing some of his struggles. With nobody's help, I can gladly say F all of you for no help. It was almost like a call for help and you can see he was having his struggle and that's what makes this even more terrible and we're going to continue to dive even deeper into this shad therion rest in peace taken way too soon in this world and you can look up his facebook shad therion it looks to be a public page and you can comment, rest in peace, whatever you feel comfortable with. But as you can tell by some of his posts, he was dealing with his struggle. And so, Taylor Shabiznis, this was his lover, not girlfriend. She had a lot of anger in her own world. Let's talk a little on who is Taylor, who confessed to doing this. And we're going to dive deeper into that. But who is Taylor? Taylor Shabiznis. Now, Taylor, I'll sum it up before we even dive even deeper. Taylor, she's accused of this SEX assault and METH fueled dismemberment of his body. It is said to be that she had an infatuation with Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, Jeffrey Dahmer, one of the most prolific serial killers of all time. And so here she is standing accused of murdering this man and sexually assaulting him before and after his death in what is considered a M-E-T-H fueled bloodbath. 
and she had a near infatuation with Jeffrey Dahmer. You see, Taylor Shabiznis, 24 years old, had a serious infatuation with serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. You see, Dahmer, he confessed to murdering 17 men over 13 years. Eight of those deaths came in the five months before he was eventually arrested in 91. See, Dahmer said that almost all of his victims died as a result of strangulation. He told officers that he would then dismember the victim's body. 30 years later, Shabiznis would strangle a victim as he actually abused the corpse and then dismembered the body. That is some chilling stuff. You can see on her Facebook page, her very last post went off and told an addict, I'll never stop buying you dope so I could sit back, watch you die. That was her very last post on Facebook. Very chilling considering what would come about with this girl. Taylor Shabiznis, she was no stranger to law enforcement. She had previous arrests in Wisconsin, both in 2020. She was arrested in June of 2020 and charged with battery or threat to a law enforcement officer, a felony and resisting or obstructing an officer. Now she was found guilty after pleading no contest. She was sentenced to three years of probation and 60 days in jail. In August 2020, she was charged with bail jumping and resisting an officer. And this bail jumping charge, this was dismissed as part of the June case that happened earlier. In August of 2020, she was also charged with misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia, resisting an officer, and felony fleeing from an officer in a vehicle. And so she was sentenced to two years probation in that case. And she would even later get her ankle monitor off of her, which is also another violation of her probation. This girl was not on a good path. She was in trouble and it didn't look like it was about to get any better for her. Shabiznis, now in 2018, Taylor would change her name in December of 2018. See, her name that she was born with, Taylor Denise Coronado, she changed it to Taylor Denise Shabiznis. And according to her Facebook post, she is married as it shows on her profile. If she is legally married, I'm not 100% sure, but it shows her being married on her profile profile. You can also see by her intro, family over everything, Warren, her husband, Taylor herself, Mateo, her son. And if you look at her profile, she definitely shares a lot of her little cutie son. Poor kid. I hope someone who is loving and taking care of him, but she clearly did not prioritize this little baby. And you can see here, Shabiznis Way. And here's the thing, her husband's name is not Shabiznis. Her husband's name is actually Warren Chabot. And this is him right now. And you can see the tattoo on his neck of her. You can also see 
on her neck a tattoo of him, Warren, the husband. And let me tell you, Warren, he might be deeply in love with her, but it sounds like he hurt her at the same time. Let's dive into that a little bit. Her husband is still incarcerated and looking at his Facebook page, he shares a note with his, what he refers to her as Queen Taylor Shabiznis. You can see this note on his page. Not exactly too sure when this note was made. And it says, to make sure my queen knows that no matter if we are apart or not, that I will do whatever is necessary to get her back next to me. Never will I give up on her, nor will I ever lose confidence in our shabiznis empire. My word has been my word to her. My word to her will never change. She knows better than anyone that I mean what I say and say what I mean. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I will have it up here. You can pause, read the whole thing or whatever but you can see that he believes in her. And now with Facebook, you can, I can put whatever name I want on my profile. It doesn't have to be my real name. And Warren Shabiznis is not his real name. It's a playoff of Shabot. That is his real name. So I'm not too sure. You can see on his status here, married. Her status, married. So maybe they are legally married, but she changes her name in 2018 to Shabiznis. Not too sure what that's all about. And on a January 13 post, she writes, I got hitched to show them my commitment, loyalty, and dedication to them that I was never gonna be how I used to be. Then they turn around and F on me. There's no way I'll ever go into another relationship. That might have to be something along the lines of why she's such an angry person. And she even uses the hashtag can't trust no one. So let's go even deeper into this story. On February 23rd, 2022, at about 325 in the morning, Officer Alex Wanish was dispatched to a residence that is located in the city of Green Bay, Wisconsin, for a report of a severed head being found in a bucket in the basement. Upon arrival, Officer Wanish met with Tara Pakanik, who allowed officers into the residence. Now, Tara is Shad's mother. He meets Tara. Tara allows the officers into the residence. Officer Wanish reports he went down to the basement once he reached the bottom of the stairs, he observed the plastic bucket on the floor. He also sees that there's a, a towel, maybe a beach towel over the bucket. He lifts the towel and he sees what is a human head inside the bucket. And he looks around the room and he sees what appears to be dried blood on a nearby mattress. And so now another officer is asked to assist by going to a residence on Eastman Avenue, also in the city of Green Bay, Wisconsin. At this residence, this is where Taylor Shabiznis is said to be living. And so Officer Russell goes over there. Officer Russell heads on over there and he knows that he is looking for a Taylor Denise business who was last seen with Shad 
Therion and that she may be living at this address. And so Taylor, while they are there, they learn that there was a van associated with Taylor. They find the van, they start inspecting the van, and then Officer Russell sees Taylor come from her apartment building. And as she sees the officers, she stops in her tracks. Upon investigation, Officer Russell could see that Shabiznis had what appeared to be dried blood on the front of her black hooded sweatshirt, as well as her black sweatpants. She literally has blood all over her, and she's acting like this. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? I have all this stuff on me. What's the big deal? Officer Russell also sees that Taylor, her hands appear to be smeared with blood, and there was what looked to be dried blood on the back of her sweatshirt. And so Officer Russell, he asked Taylor if she knew why officers were there. And she stated something that sounded like, because of my warrant for my arrest. You see, as I mentioned earlier, she's been in trouble with the law. She slipped off of her ankle monitor. She's been on the run. There was a warrant out for her arrest, but no, that's not why they were there. That's a great thing for her to say if she's like, I don't know what you're talking about at that very moment. Another detective at the Green Bay Police Department, Detective Gina Luberta, she received additional information that Tara, the victim's mother, told patrol officers that Taylor's van, which had been parked outside of her home for a day or so, was no longer in front of her home. And so patrol and other detectives they were at this address on Eastman Avenue where the van had been parked and where Shabiznis had been taken into custody and the van was later examined. Detective Luberta reports that in the rear passenger seat behind the driver's seat, there was a crockpot box. And medical examiner Dr. Vincent Tranquita went to the box which was on top of a laundry basket of clothes and located additional human body parts, including legs. So they obtain a search warrant to be executed at the residence where Shad Therion was located and they find a human head located in a bucket in the basement near the stairs. The head was identified of Shad Therion. And according to Dr. Tranquita, there was visual evidence of strangulation. Also located in the same bucket was a male organ along with body fluid and two knives. Other body parts were found in the basement in other bags, including plastic shopping bags, along with three knives, including a bread knife consistent with kitchen knives. Now, located in a storage tote, an upper torso was located, and the upper torso had numerous rigid cuts at the site where the head was removed, consistent with the separated head. Also located in the tote was a carving knife consistent with a kitchen knife and several internal organs. Also located in the search was what appeared to be a significant blood staining on an unsheeted top bed mattress, along with what appeared to be a site of previously cleaned up blood 
on a concrete surface next to and under a significant portion of the head. Evidence of drug use was observed in the open on, on the top of the entertainment center, including a glass pipe and a gem bag containing light colored powder material. They also observed evidence of blood around a stand-up shower located in the unfinished portion of the basement and what appear to be numerous blood drops were visible on the concrete floor in front of the shower that appear to have been partially wiped or washed away. Now as one detective is searching around all the home, another detective, two other detectives, were questioning Taylor Shabiznis at the same time while they were interviewing her and what they were finding was very consistent amongst all three officers who were keeping in contact with each other as they're interviewing her and as they're finding things during the search of the basement. Now, Detective Graff, he shares that he met with Shad Therion's mother, Tara Pakanik. And Tara stated that around 9.30, p.m. on Monday, February 21st, 2022, Taylor Shabiznis came and picked up Shad Therion. And Tara stated that was the last time she saw Shad alive. Tara, she shared that her boyfriend told her that sometime Monday night into Tuesday, February 22nd, Shad Therion and Taylor, they had returned home and went into the basement. Tara believed that Taylor and Shad were in the basement during the day on Tuesday. Tara said, I heard them talking, but I never went into the basement, but I know I heard Taylor talking at one point. She recognized her voice. And Tara shares with detectives that she and her boyfriend were out of the house during the day on that Tuesday. And she stated that there was a minivan parked on the road in front of the house during that time and she was not sure if it was Shabiznis. Tara stated that sometime between 2.30 and 3 in the morning, she was awoken by a storm door being slammed. And this woke her up. And she stated that she heard a vehicle and she just assumed it was Taylor. So Tara then gets out of bed. She sees the light in the basement was still on. So Tara decides that she's going to see if Shad was still there because she thought Shabiznis had left. And so she goes down to the basement and she didn't see anything. So she started to walk back up the stairs and that's when she noticed a bucket next to the bottom of the stairs. And Tara, she stated that she saw this bucket there's a blanket on top of it. She decides to move that blanket that was over the bucket and she discovers the head of her son basically looking right up at her. I mean, it gets no more chilling than that. Poor lady, she's gonna always be faced with that. I mean, that's the worst, one of the worst things a person can come across. Detective Graff that was talking to the mom, Tara, he is then informed that Taylor Shabiznis was located by patrol officers and brought to the station. And Officer Russell, who first went to get Taylor, informs Detective Graff that Shabiznis had a large amount of what he believed to be blood 
on her clothing. And Detective Graff, he observed that Shabiznis had a cut on her left thumb. And he also notices that there are some scratches on her arms and hands that, according to Shabiznis, were self-inflicted. Detective Graff, he also noticed on Shabiznis' hand a red substance stain that he believed to be blood. And so, Detective Graff, after advising her of her rights to seek an attorney, so Detective Graff, he speaks with Shabiznis after advising her of her rights, and he tells Shabiznis that a few hours ago, officers were sent to a residence in Green Bay in which the head of Shad Therion was found. And her response was, that is pretty F up. Detective Grass asked Shabiznis if she knew Shad Therion and she said, yes, she did. And so Detective Graff confirmed with Shabiznis that she lives on East Dem and Eastman Avenue and the van that was located there was her roommate's van. And Detective Graff confirmed with Shabiznis that she drove her roommate's van to Eastman Avenue earlier in the morning. And Detective Graff asked where the rest of Shad Therion's body was and she stated that it was still in the basement. And so now Detective Graff is asking her to tell him what happened and Taylor's first comments to Detective Graff were, that is a good question. Because she says that she blacked out during that time. And so Detective Graff asked her if it was just her and Shad Therion in the basement and she said, yes, it was and that nobody else had come down. Shabiznis, she states, that she and Shad Therion were smoking what they refer to as the B-I-T-C-H, which Detective Graff was able to clarify that what Taylor was talking about, that he believed she was referring to M-E-T-H amphetamine. Taylor, she stated that Shad Therion had a chain that he put around his neck. And she stated they were going to, you know, have SEX. And she says that the strangulation was part of this SEX act. And she stated that she and Shad had used strangulation during SEX in the past. And so Detective Graff asked her questions about her using her roommate's minivan and asked if she and Shad Therion had contact with anybody when they first got back to the house. And she makes the statement, damn the head. And she says, I can't believe I left the head though. Referring to Shad Therion's head. Again, Detective Graff asked Shabiznis where the rest of the body was and she stated it was in the basement. She even stated that the police were going to have fun trying to find all of the organs as she dismembered the body. And she stated that all of the body parts should be in the basement. She even stated that there should be a foot or a leg in the minivan. And so Detective Graff asked Taylor what did she do with the head and she said she put Shad Therion's head in a black bucket and put a blanket over it, which is how they found him. So she knows all the details. It's obvious she did this. And so Detective Graff, he asked Taylor how she dismembered the body. And she stated that she used knives that she obtained from the kitchen of the residence and that a bread knife worked the best because of the serrated 
blade. She stated that the knives should be in a black bag along with the body parts in the basement. And so she indicated that she would use whatever bag she found in the basement to place the body parts into. And Taylor made the comment that at one point she did get paranoid and lazy and she thought it was just a dope that she had already smoked and that it was making her paranoid. And so she described that she and Shad were in the basement and that Shad produced two chains, one for him and one for her. Taylor described that she and Shad Therion were in the basement and that Shad produced two chains, one for him and one for her. Taylor described it as her and Shad were in the basement and that Shad produced two chains, one for him and one for her. She describes these chains at the time as being chain link and silver. And she would describe the chains as being like a dog choke collar. And then she states that she just went crazy referring to strangling Shad Therion. Taylor states that she could feel Shad Therion's heart beating still as she was choking him. So she kept pulling and choking him harder. But Shad Therion would not die and that he kept he just kept rebuilding muscle. And so when Detective Graff asked, at what point did she know that Shad was not alive anymore? She stated that Shad's face turned purple, blood was coming out of his, his mouth, but she did not stop. Again, this is gonna get gross, despicable stuff that should never happen in our world. So again, trigger warning. And so Detective Graff asked, what did she do after Shad Die. Taylor stated that she then played with his body. She stated that she sucked his penis and that she even had a dill, D-O, that she put in his mouth and then in his ASS. So disturbing in so many ways. She has problems. And Detective Graff asked Taylor if when she was choking Shad, if he tried to fight back at all, and she stated he did. And so, rewind a little bit, she's stating that she and a friend picked up Shad in her friend slash roommate's minivan. And so, after picking up the drugs, the three of them, her friend, her, and Shad went to the Eastman Avenue residence. And Taylor stated that her friend, Shad, in Therion, they had smoked some Mary Jane and she and Thad had smoked some METH amphetamine and then her friend left because she didn't want to do that stuff. Taylor then said that she then SHOT up herself and Shad with Trazodone. I'm not too familiar with what Trazodone is. Looks like it's used to treat depression. Seems like maybe a lot of uh, people like to use this drug when they can't get something else pretty big in the prison system you know when they can't get some hard drugs this is what they try to lean towards and so she stated that she and shad left her apartment and drove back to shad's mom's home in her roommate's minivan and when they got there they went to the basement and taylor says that shad's mother's boyfriend let her and shad into the home and so they knew that she was with Shad when they arrived. 
And she stated that it was about five minutes after they arrived that Shad pulled out the chains. And Taylor says that she then began to choke Shad and she described it as Shad lying face down on the bed with her on top of him pulling on the end of the chain. She says that Shad coughed up blood and she was just waiting for him to die while she was watching his face. And so she makes the comment that she already went this far, she might as well keep going. And she states in a lower tone of voice, yeah, I liked it. And it is believed that this is what she's referring to when it came to her choking him, that she was actually enjoying killing him. And she stated that she thought it took between three and five minutes for Shad to die. And so Detective Kemp, he's clarifying with Taylor that you're saying when Shad began to cough up blood, you just kept on choking him because you wanted to see what happened. And so she made comments that she blacked out while choking Shad, but when she woke up, Shad was already purple, so she kept on going. And Taylor states that she enjoyed choking him and making comments to detectives asking if they knew what it was like to love something so much that you kill it. Does that mean that she's saying that she loved him so much she had to kill him? Or that she loves her husband in prison so much she had to take it out on somebody? I don't know. And she stated that she played with Shad's body for like two to three hours, which included what I referred to as earlier when she was S-U-C-K-ing his pen is and putting the dill though in his mouth and anus. So Detective Graff clarifies with Taylor that she was in the basement with Shadow all during the day on Tuesday into Tuesday night and into Wednesday morning and then dismembered body. Taylor stated that the plan was for her to bring all of the body parts with her, but she got lazy and only ended up putting the leg, foot in the van, and she forgot the head. She made the comments that she didn't mean to kill Shad, but as she was choking him, she liked it, and she would just keep doing it. She even said that she wasn't prepared as killing Shad was random. She did not plan on doing this. And she stated that she had Shad's body on the bed in the basement and she pulled him to the edge of the bed and put the black bucket underneath his head as she was cutting it off. She even stated that she was using a bucket and a tote to catch Shad's blood and that she would use the shower in the basement to dump out the bucket. And Shabiznis, she was asked if she thought it was the right thing to do and her comment was that she did it anyway. And, and this is as chilling as it gets because she's supposed to be married to this guy. It sounds like she, she was so angry and you can see this was her going to visit him in prison. So it sounds like she was angry at this guy for maybe cheating on her. This is a very tragic story. Now, this is a lot of what Taylor herself said. And right now, she is behind bars awaiting trial. And this is what we know going into the trial. She is ruled competent to stand trial. She is facing one count each of first degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse and third degree assault. She underwent two competency evaluations one by a state expert and one by a defense expert. And the judge has ruled that she is competent to assist in her defense. 
Not too sure what will come about this, but I can tell you she'll never see the light of day. This is one of the most heinous crimes. This girl was on a war path. It was just getting started for her, in my opinion. My friends, I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me today. And this is the tragic, tragic story of Shad Rock Therion, killed by his lover, Taylor Shabiznik. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to serving you again.